Inside. Lock your doors and turn on your lights. This is not a test. It's finally time for the forever. This Halloween podcast. Hey there, bogus fiends. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Forever Boogus Half Halloween Podcast. I am your ghoulish host that knows the most, B-Boy Spooky Rice. Staring at the fangs of my best friend, Jamie Killsby, a.k.a. Rah! Yes, got you there. <laughs> Pumpkin Man, a.k.a. Pumpkin Man. That's my name now. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, is there a hyphen in the middle, or is that just one word? It's going to be one word, so you could also call it Pumpkin Man. Um, okay. Pumpkin Man, who is a, <laughs> you know, I'm also a CPA. I'll do your taxes for you, too. The the offices of Pumpkin Man and Pumpkin Man. <laughs> Tax season is coming to an end, so that's good to know. Don't remind me. They're coming for me. <laughs> that's scary. You want to know a scary story? That. Oh, shit. Well, talking yeah. about scary stories, we are still celebrating our half Halloween season here, and we decided to spend this episode talking about true scary stories that happened to both Jamie and me. And also lie scary stories. Yes, that's right. So we are playing a little game here called... Two scary truths and a lie. The lie will be scary as well. And uh, the idea is, this must be a Midwest game. I don't know about this game. Really? You've never played this as like an icebreaker or anything? No. See, that's now. I'm glad, I was even going to ask you, but now that you said that, I know it's a Midwest. Let me ask you a question really quick, just as a side thing. Okay. Uh, what's your, like, do you have a 7-Eleven near you? Yes, right down the street. Is it, When you walk in, is there a Fago sitting in there? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't go into 7-Elevens. It, Why not? Too many Methodists go there. <laughs> meth addicts? Too many meth heads. But, but we call them Methodists. Uh, oh, yes, it is. Uh-huh. I've been in there once and felt so uncomfortable. I thought I was going to get stabbed. This guy was giving me a side eye. And uh, that's not even one of my two scary stories I'm telling today. No, that's, yeah, that's another one. That's another <laughs> scary story. All right, wait a minute. So whatever, is Fago available Yes, by you? yes. And apparently Walmart is starting to carry Fago as well. So so I'm learning everything I need to know about you right now because, <laughs> yeah, uh, Bryce was telling me he wants to play this game called Two Truths and a Lie, which is when we tell three stories, two of them are true, one is a lie, and the other one has to guess uh, which one was a lie. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. And I was like, we didn't really play that around here. I bet you that's a Midwest thing. So It's because here in the Midwest, we're actually nice and want to know more about other people. Yeah, yeah. We don't – yeah, in Jersey, <laughs> we don't want to talk to you. We don't want you to look at us. We don't want you to ask us anything. Right. I was I was famously in New England. Uh, my, my grandmother used to live in Maine. And everywhere you'd go, people just want to talk to you. They want to ask you what See? you're doing, where you're from. Yes. What you're having for – and that is more pleasant, but it is weird because – Living in Jersey for so long, you do get jaded. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say Jersey. I'll say tri-state area, you know, uh, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia. Yep. You do get jaded. You don't want people to talk to you. Uh, but we are going to talk in today's episode, and we are going to expand on these ideas a little bit. I, w- I would like you to mail me some Fago, by the way. <laughs> okay, um, you got it. <laughs> okay, because... What yeah, flavors get- do you want? 
Uh, whatever the most popular is. Okay. All right. All right. I think it's the root beer. I forgot what they call it, but. All right. So skip that. There's like blue mango motion punch poopa or something like that. <laughs> you got it, I, dude. Whatever. But uh, okay. Yeah. So we got, we're going to tell three scary stories, two of which have happened to us for real. And one of them is a lie, a fabrication. False. Didn't happen. Yep. You're going to have to get, you know what? This is that show with William Riker from Star Trek Next Generation. When he would go on and they would tell those stories, fact or fiction? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. This is just fact or fiction. <laughs> there oh, we go. This is Midwest fact or fiction, dude. It, it all makes sense now. Okay, Riker. There we go. All right. It all comes back to Riker. All right, J-Dog, let's get into it then. Here are two scary truths and a lie. So my first story is entitled, The Tale of the glowing headstone. Whoa! <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you for reacting. Shit. It's gonna get intense. <laughs> it's glowing? <laughs> so my brother and I <laughs> would spend uh, a couple weeks out of the summer with my grandparents that lived in Illinois. And that was between the ages of like five and like 13. I was a teenager and that was exactly where I got caught playing with my toys by my older cousin, like doing all the dialogue out loud and everything. You remember that story I told in the podcast? Yeah, it's my favorite story of yours. Um, were you like excited to go or were you kind of dreading it a little bit? I was bit? always excited to go because we would go on small adventures like to the mall to get a toy or something or she would take us to this really cool a swimming pool that had like yeah. slides and everything else. It was awesome. Because I remember family vacations around that age. I, in hindsight, I'm like, man, those were so great. Such good times with my family. But when I was there, I was like, I'm I'm missing out with all the opportunities to be making out at the mall. <laughs> yes. By the time I was a teenager, I was over it and I stopped going to my grandparents' place. Gotcha. Because I, I wanted to play with my band and make out with girls as well. But anyway, so my brother and I would always go out there for a couple of weeks during the summer. And they lived on a dead-end street that uh, actually had quite a few kids that would come out and play with us every afternoon. Like the children of the corn or regular kids? Regular kids. They okay. actually had parents. You could see their parents. They weren't trying to kill anybody. Okay. So, which is great. So, um, there was this rumor that went around among us children about... This ghost that inhabited the creepy cemetery that was right across the street from my grandparents' place. Yeah, man. That would make you want to keep going back. I was terrified of this cemetery. And it really wasn't that creepy. It, you could definitely tell it was old, but it was still kind of kept up. Like the grass was kind of cut and stuff like that. But it was still creepy in my child's mind's eye. Yeah, dude. So... We kept daring everybody or all the kids on the block to go out there at night to see if the headstone would glow, if the story was fact or fiction. It was a true fabrication. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out later. But anyway, one night I dared my brother to go out there to see if this headstone would glow. And we have no idea what which headstone it was. It's just apparently like... It would be the darkness, but there would be something in the distance that was glowing. And you just follow it until you get to the headstone. And that's where the, the ghost apparently lived at. One night, we finally gained the courage to go out there together. And we brought a flashlight and snuck out of the house and ran up the hill. And like it was pretty late, so like it was kind of dewy. The, the ground was kind of dewy and wet because I remember like running towards the light because we saw the light. Yeah. And there was just water all over us and stuff. And then before I knew it, we were in front of the headstone and it was legitimately glowing. 
Like, would you say would you say it had an aura like a like a Dragon Ball Z character, or was the stone like glow in the dark? It, it was more of an aura, but and because it wasn't a glow in the dark, because it wasn't like didn't have like a green like tint to it. Mm-hmm. It was more of like something was shining a light on it, or if it was like uh, light was coming from it. It was very weird. Yeah. And my brother and I were both kind of staring at each other in awe because we weren't expecting this. We thought this was all like a joke or something. And about that time, we heard a noise like in the distance and we ran off. Like we ran right back into the house, ran down to the basement and hid under our covers because we knew at that moment it was fact. This shit was real. And we'd never stepped foot in that graveyard ever again. And even to this day, like it's been probably a decade since I've gone out there but even to this day i don't know if i'd go check it out yeah i you know we'll find out at the end if that is a true story or a lie uh but i hope that if it's true that it is not a ghost but it is a guy who lives near the cemetery and holds up this thing for years and years and years every time he sees kids going to the headstone he shines a super powerful flashlight on it from like what they call that cemetery man or something like that who who hangs out a great like the graveyard? Oh to- yeah, I mean because that's what. Here's the thing. So, um, good friend of the show and listener Scott, uh, his uncle, um, what used to be known as the Hooker Man, and okay. which is not a great name, but you know people weren't thinking of it that way because somebody who got passed down from generation to generation, you know, you would have to be somebody would come up to you if you were in the lineage of Hooker Man and say. You're now the hooker man. It is your job in the summertime once a week to walk along the train tracks in the darkness of the night on the other side of the lake with a holding a lantern and you have a hook for a hand and all the kids and everyone says, oh, my fucking God, it's the ghost. It's the hooker man. He has a hook for him. I see him on the other side of the lake. So it was this long standing tradition of scaring people uh, that are coming to visit. And that's amazing. Um, so does your friend now have the power as the hooker man. I, I, I have asked him if he wanted to do that. And I don't remember. He doesn't do it. That's the, that's okay. the, that's okay. the quick answer. But I, I forgot, forgot what his aunt, what his reasoning was. Maybe the lineage. Didn't, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's doing the hooker man anymore. Maybe you should bring it back. Oh, it's not. Hey, it's not my lineage. You know, I, okay. I can't, I can't. Fair enough. Man. Fair enough. But either way, I, I, I hope that there's an old guy just shining a light on a tombstone every time he sees <laughs> two fucking Midwest knuckleheads walking up to a, a, a headstone. Two kids in the darkness, just completely drenched in sweat right. and dew. Yeah, yeah, dude. I think that, uh, and I'm not talking about dew on the ground. I'm talking about Mountain Dew, baby. Yeah, Baja Blast. <laughs> Baja you said Blast, dewy. Man. I was thinking, uh. Like Malcolm in the Middle, Baba Booey. Yes, Baba Booey. <laughs> but uh, anyway, my first story uh, that you need to decide whether it's fact or fiction is called The Tale of the Ghosts That Haunt My Parents' House. Ooh, very straightforward. <laughs> very straightforward like title. There's no mystery about what this one is about. Okay. But um, yeah, my, my parents' house is, by all accounts, very haunted. Almost everybody... Every family member that spent any significant time there has some sort of story. Hmm. This is the house that your parents are currently living in? This is the house my parents are currently living in. Okay. And uh, there's so many stories that it's hard to narrow it down on which ones I would like to tell. So I want to tell you one of my personal experience, and I'll tell you one of a cousin's personal experience, and I'll tell you one of my uncle's personal experience. Okay. And uh, so when... 
I first started dating my wife and she would sleep over in my parents' house when I was still living there. We made note that every night around the same time, uh, my cat would start like running in circles upstairs really fast. He was a very lazy cat, so it's kind of kind of strange anyway. Uh, and yeah, just every night around like 1230, you'd hear that going back and forth. And we just, we made note of it. And then finally we were like, let's go like finally see what he's doing. You know, after after a couple of weeks of this, let's like, let's wait till he starts running around and doing his thing. And we'll go check it out. And we go and we check it out. And he's just like running around. He's really hyped. He looks like he's playing and he's chasing something around. He's looks like it's almost like somebody's playing with him, kind of, you know? Weird. And we both get this very distinct scent of cigars that huh. you cannot ignore. I don't smoke cigars. My dad doesn't. Nobody in the house smokes cigars, so there's no reason it should smell like that, but it is completely... It's very potent. You know, you can't miss this smell. It's not mistaking it for something else. It is a potent smell. Wow. It's unmistakably cigar smell. So, later, unrelated, I'm hanging out again with my friend Scott, whose uncle was the hooker man who we just talked about. <laughs> and we are visiting his grandmother. And his grandmother says, oh, you guys live in that house, right? Over on, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I say, yeah, yeah, we, we, uh, my family just moved in, you know. And then she says, I used to go there trick-or-treating when I was a little girl. And there was a little man who lived there. He was a little person, actual little person. Okay. And he had these little buckle shoes. And he was from <laughs> Ireland. He was like a, and he was That's a little guy. Awesome. A little couple shoes. And she said, he he would always have a cigar in his mouth when we went. <gasps> no, yeah, and she didn't know the story. Scott didn't even know that story. Dude, that gave me goosebumps. Nobody knew that. Yeah, yeah, that really gave me goosebumps. So, oh man! Then we were like, I was like, my mind was blown. Goosebumps, hair, hair on the back of my neck, and so we kind of live with that, and and things kind of keep happening, small things here and there. Then a few years later, my dad is renovating the house. And in between two beams of, uh, you know, the ceiling or, or, or the structure okay. of the house, he uh -huh. finds a photograph folded in half okay. and he opens it and it's the little man <gasps> with a cigar in his mouth standing in the, in the living room. No shit. And then it's dated 1951 written on the back. Whoa. How and, old is the house, by the way? I forgot to ask Well, that. the core of the house... Uh, we did wind up looking it up. That guy, the the little person, who was, he was an immigrant from Ireland, uh, he built it, but he only built the core of it. So okay. it was just a real small little house, probably built it late 40s, and okay. then everything was added on throughout the years. But he's the one that built it, and he was like the first owner. Yes, he was the first okay. owner. Then there was... That's, that's why I say the ghosts that haunt my parents' house, because oh, after he I left... After he left, a nice woman moved in who had three husbands die in the house. Holy shit. And so every night in my sister's room at 12 o'clock, her bedroom fan turns on by itself and we can't figure Oof. it out. We've never, we looked at the wiring, we've done every, we can't figure it out every single night at 12 o'clock. It's, it's, it's like a residual haunt and it happens at the exact same time every yeah, night. Yep. Wow. And uh, with that one, con that one freaks me out the most because... Uh, well, I mean, 
you know, hearing the thing about the cigar and finding the picture and all that, that freaks me out. But the thing about the, 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 the fan in my little sister's room freaks me out because this woman's last husband, he was terminally ill for a long time. And that was his room that he spent, you know, his last year in okay. and just laid in bed. My uncle lived with us for a little while and, you know, he was leaving for, he would have to go, you know, to another state to go to work. So he would leave really early at like four in the morning. And, uh, he was walking out the side door and he saw somebody there and he thought it was my dad. My dad's Uh name is Joe. And he was like, Joe, you're up early. What are you doing? And then, uh, the person, the figure stopped moving and turned towards him slowly. And he said there was like a, he couldn't make out any features, but there was like a, a redness to the eyes. And oh he just like God. took the fuck off to his car and got out of there because we live because their driveway is super super long too. So like, so you feel a little secluded. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You're not like right okay. by a neighbor's house or right by the street when anything's happening. You're by yourself. And then that same the thing is with that one, that that featureless figure with with reddish eyes was also later described to us uh, at a Christmas party. Uh, my cousin who was like nine or something at the time we have a ye- a well in the yard he was outside and he was running around the well just like being a kid just running around and then like somebody's looking out the window and they're like mike's laying on the ground and then we all look out the window he's just like laying there on the ground and then huh. we go and we check on him and he said he was running around the well and he did not know the story that my uncle had experienced but he described that same person walking from that same place up towards him where he was by the well and he just sort of froze and collapsed in fear oh and and that was the end of that so there are a few more stories that go along with the ghosts that haunt my parents house uh-huh. uh, but those are the prime ones that i will okay. say so i i have a, I have a quick question to help kind of wrap up this tale of yours uh, i know you've been to your parents quite recently, do you still experience things there or do they talk about newer experiences that they've had over the recent years? My sister says yes all the time. Um, she she doesn't, never, usually doesn't tell me anything specific, but she usually will just text me like, bro, this house is fucking haunted and I won't Ugh. like, I won't like ask anymore. But, uh, <laughs> you know, there's also in the basement, when my uncle lived there for a little while, he had a little mini fridge in the basement that he kept like beers in and stuff. And his girlfriend at the time was over and we were watching some movie and she goes down to the fridge to grab a drink. And she comes back up. She's like, do you guys know there's like a hidden door? And we're what? like, we're like, what? And then she's like, yeah, there's a hidden door. And we go into the basement and she points out behind this closet where the closet is built into the wall. It's, there's a door. Somebody built the closet in front of a door so you can't get Weird. to it because of the racks. And we've never opened it. I don't plan to ever open it. <laughs> I don't blame you, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I used to say once I move out, I'll open it. But they still live there. So I don't want to you know, yeah, so, conjure so, up anything. Anyway, that's, wow. the, that's the ghosts that okay. haunt my parents' house. It's up to you to decide if it's fact or fiction. I like that. That's, that's a great story. Thank you. Well, the next story of mine is entitled... The tale of the grocery store abduction. Whoa. Yeah. This sounds this sounds very real, actually. <laughs> so I have a really good memory of my childhood, like dating all the way back to when I was three. And I remember that both of my parents worked at Walmarts until I was about five years old. And the uh, Walmart that my mom worked at was attached to like this really kind of small mall 
that had like a few shops and stuff like that. Then it was connected to this really big rad theater. It was one of the coolest theaters in Columbia that I loved going to. And it had like a huge arcade selection, everything. Everything you could ever want was there. It was amazing. Damn, dude. One day, my mom took me to go to Walmart to grab something or, or shop around or whatever. It was just me and her. Like my, my brother, I think, was at my grandparents or was at school or something. And I always hated waiting in line at the checkouts unless I was getting like a new action figure, like something I could stare at and can't wait to, to open it up. But on this particular occasion, I was not getting a new toy uh, for whatever reason. But my mom let me go into like the foyer. Uh, or the, the lobby to go look at like the vending machines and stuff like that. And just to wait for her. Cause I was getting very impatient. And when I got there, I was looking at all the 25 cent, 50 cent uh, little vending machines and all the little toys and stuff you can get. And then out of the corner of my eye, I noticed that there was this guy that was staring at me and no shit. It's probably just my memory, but he looked like Christopher Lloyd's character from Dennis the menace. Oh, I'm so like, glad he, you said that. He, he looked like a, a hobo, but like, a scary hobo. Yeah. It, it it kind of freaked me out, but I was like, I'm I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm I'm at Walmart. I'm safe. And I'm at Walmart. I'm safe. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that is not something you hear much these days. Not these days. Not anymore. Uh, there was even a, a guns fired at the Walmart close by my place. It's yeah. just ridiculous. My my local Walmart's okay, but the one one town over, you kind of have to be prepared to square up. Damn, yeah. that's not that's not enjoyable. Like I can't shop in that sort of atmosphere. Right. But anyway, back in the '90s, that didn't matter. Like you were safe to roam around by yourself at this age. I was probably four or five, and you were my parents would let me, you know, roam around just as long as I was in a certain distance of them. You can't do that shit anymore. No. But anyway, this I noticed in the corner of my eye, this guy was asking me some questions, like how old I was or where my parents was at that time or something, something stupid. I tried to ignore him. But uh, then I noticed that he was starting to walk towards me. And about that moment, my mom walked out and we just left. I left with her. We walked out. And I don't really remember telling her about it because I think in the moment, like, it was weird. Yeah. But like, didn't really think anything of it because he didn't hurt me or anything. Like, I just kind of got weird vibes from him. And uh, sometime later that month, I had this very vivid memory of eating dinner with my my family and my mom was telling my dad that this kid was abducted like kidnapped from her store a couple months uh, a couple weeks ago that same store that same store and the guy thankfully did not get very far i think he got to the parking lot of the um, theater when he got caught but dude i dodged a bullet that day i i know that guy would have abducted me wait so are so are you saying for sure that that the guy that you saw was the guy or are you thinking? It no, was? I didn't really see any like photos. Like I didn't see oh, on the okay, news okay, or anything okay. like that, but I just like hearing that from my mom, it brought me back to the moment of seeing that guy in the Walmart foyer and seeing him being very kind of creepy and approaching me. Yeah. And then I just put two and two together and I was like, fuck dude, did I just almost get kidnapped? It's possible. That's crazy. Dude, man. So, was there any local lore and continuation to this story? What happened to no, the guy? No, that was or? it. That was it. And it kind of left my memory for quite a long time until I was talking with my wife about 
kind of like what we're doing now, Two Truths and a Lie, but they're all scary stories. And she brought up some really crazy things and it brought me back to this memory. And I was like, oh shit, I got to tell you something. Yeah. And, and like, even to this day, it, it gives me goosebumps thinking that I could have been kidnapped. Could you, do you remember what he looks like? Could you, is it like photographic in your head? I just see Christopher Lloyd's character. Oh, okay, and Dennis okay, the okay. Yeah, Like yeah. that's all I see really in my head. So I'm sure it's been messed with over the years, but, but yeah, dude, it, it was terrifying. Shit, man. Well, there is few things, you know, you have paranormal stories, but uh, those real life stories are scarier in a lot of cases, you know? Yep. And then later on, you're going to figure out if that is fact or fiction, Jamie, fact or fiction. pumpkin man. Uh, I always get, I always get my uh, pumpkin man and uh, I always <laughs> get my wires crossed with Christopher Lloyd and Dennis the Menace and uh, Kramer from Seinfeld in, uh, uh, what's that one? UHF? No, 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 no. Uh, oh, Rob is screaming at the top of his lungs listening to this right now because I can't think of it. Uh, oh, 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 wait, wait. It's almost there. Redhead kid. Uh, problem child. Oh, problem, problem child. child. Yes. It's okay. similar that they both like kind of took to. They would probably hang out and swap some stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. I felt Rob. I felt Rob over the airwaves just screaming at me. It's problem child. <laughs> you can you feel fucking it? asshole. It's one of his favorite movies. All right. So my next story is titled, uh, I guess it's titled, When I Saw a UFO in Fourth Grade. <laughs> <laughs> I love the titles of your stories, man. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> okay. they're, they're definitely like the kind of scholastic stories. They're not quite goosebumps, but they have the cool, you know, illustrated covers. Yeah, it's a little crude, but, but yeah, it's cool. My teacher <laughs> ate my homework and all that shit, you know? Yes. All right. Anyway. Here's the story. I guess you know where it's going. Um, <laughs> it was like the summer leaving fourth grade and going into fifth grade. It was it was a really particularly hot summer. Um, shit, I think Independence Day was, was kind of bumping then, Men in Black. It was just okay. a great cinematic summer. And uh, I remember I was playing Streets of Rage. And Classic. I had uh, sitting on the floor – in my bedroom. <laughs> Hell yeah. With the fan on me. You were living that good life. Damn. I was living the life, man. I had the fan blowing on me. I remember I had I had the Casper toys the from Pizza Hut. <laughs> that shit just came out. That shit just came out. <laughs> I was actually that shit came out like five years prior, but I was still well into that stuff. <laughs> and it was late. We just had this family party and everybody just left. My parents were going to sleep. And I remember there was like this I wouldn't describe it as buzzing, but it was almost like like this weird, deafening kind of crushing sound that couldn't be described. You can't describe the sound. It was like a – it just felt like being underwater or something like that, and like a vibrating. And it, I couldn't hear anything and for a second and it was just – it was just humming. And the sound – I couldn't hear the sound of the – I couldn't even hear my own voice or my own – and then – just like that, zoom, all the power in the house cuts out. And like I got the urge to go wake up my parents, but I saw some lights flushing in from the night sky into okay. my into my bedroom window. And at this time I would switch we had two bedrooms in my house before and before my sister was born, you know, I would just switch between them every once in a while and so mm -hmm. I'm in this one that's a bit further from my parents' room, 
and I see this light, you know, flood flooding into the windows, you know, from the night sky. So instead of being my parents, I actually I actually go outside because what? I was I was I was in a weird intrigued, I, I guess. was not even intrigued. <laughs> I was in a weird dreamlike state almost. Okay. Where I couldn't I couldn't you know, there was no other option. You know, I wasn't like, oh, what should I do about it? In my head I was like, I have to go outside. You huh. know, I, I felt compelled beyond some sort of uh, force you know, of like yes. I guess from the sky or something. And and at the same time this noise is still happening. This no, the noise is still happening. I'm sorry, okay. I should have explained that. The noise had stopped, the humming, the deafening humming had stopped zoom, with the power going out. Okay. But I the and I see the lights. So I go outside and you know, it's clear as day. There's a I don't see any shapes or design or or anything but there's a very very bright light very close and i'm looking at him trying to make out what it is and it's blinding actually it's to just look stationary. at directly it's not moving it's just it's stationary just... but it's very huh. close and it's very bright and then just like that it it dims and goes away and then the power in the neighborhood goes back up i see all the lights and the surrounding Whoa. houses go back in and to my knowledge at this point, I was the only person who saw it. I didn't see anybody else standing in their yard. I didn't see anybody else looking out their window. It, how long did it feel like it lasted? Well, from the from walking out, it felt like it was under a minute, the entire experience. Okay. If I had to gauge it. But I really don't know. It may have been longer. Huh. Yeah, it could have been a lot longer, really. I, 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 I was in a, a trance as I walked outside. So I, and you don't remember anything else. You just remember the light shining on you, dimming, and that's it. You don't remember like potentially being abducted. No, I, and I don't think I was because the light wasn't shining on me like a spotlight. It was just super bright. Oh, okay, okay. And it was it was lighting up like the whole night sky. So it's kind of like a floodlight, not like a beam. Exactly. It was more like a oh, floodlight. I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then interesting. Uh, and then it went away, and I didn't talk to anybody in the neighborhood who saw it. I asked all the huh. neighborhood kids and. That was that. You were the only one. That's frightening. Yeah. Did you tell your parents the next day of what happened? Or you just kind of just disregarded it? They brushed me off, you know, just okay. like any fourth grader saying he saw a UFO. Damn. Well, maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. I guess we'll find we'll out. We'll find out if it's fact or fiction. <laughs> All right. Well, my next story is called The Tale of the New Year's Creep. Whoa, that's a, actually a really good title. I like this one. And this kind of came to my mind. Right when we started writing this episode, I was like, oh, I might use that as a, a title of a short story or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my college friends and I were at the store buying alcohol because it's New Year's Eve and or just about nighttime. And I was the only one old enough at the time to actually buy the alcohol. All my other friends were like 20 year olds. And I have to say, majority of them were were girls. Hung out with quite a few girls during my college years. So you're 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 the older guy buying booze for. I'm not the, really older. I'm like probably six months, maybe a year older than all my friends at at that moment. I don't know, man. I don't. I just don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I left all my friends to go buy the booze while they went off and like wandered around the store, and uh, I checked out, and then we met up at our car after that, and they came up to me looking kind of concerned. I'm like, Hey, what's, what is going on? And they said that some weird, some weird guy was like following them around the store. And even like when they looked back as they were exiting the store, he was with them. And, uh, they kind of like booked it to the car to get away from him. And uh, about that time, that guy walks up to us and asks if he can come to the party. 
Like he overheard the girls talking about the party that we're going to be going to here as soon as we left the store. You describe this guy briefly. Yes, I definitely can. He uh, probably a little older than me at the time. He's probably like 25. He was wearing a hoodie. He was uh, had the brown kind of shaggy hair. He, he looked like your typical nerd without the glasses. And he definitely like smelled like he hadn't taken a shower in a while. Okay. He was very kind of creepy. And uh, being the only guy, I like kind of stood up to him. I'm like, dude, leave us alone. And he kind of gave us a weird look and then walked away. We all jumped in my friend's car and we just kind of just sped off and uh, headed towards my friend's parents' place that just right outside of town, a little bit in the country. Um, and we arrived there and we were kind of able to breathe. Our adrenaline is gone. We're, we're going to have a good time. Uh, we get into her house, her parents' house, and we start setting things up because we're going to be expecting some friends relatively soon. And um, about 15 minutes later, somebody yelled that there was some guy looking into a window. And this freaks out everybody. So we start running to all the doors and locking all the doors, make sure the windows are closed. And they started turning off the lights for some reason. And I looked out the window to see if I could see the guy. And right when I looked out, I saw the guy looking into a a window that was farther down the house. And so I freak out as well. And we all kind of conjure up in the living room together as a group with the lights off. And then out of nowhere, we hear a knock on the door. Damn. Can you confirm at this point that it was the same guy that you saw or not yet? I'm pretty like, even though it was dark at that time, I could still see like the silhouette of, of it was a guy and it was definitely the same height as the guy that I confronted in the parking lot. Damn. So there's a knock on the door. There's quite a bit of silence and then another knock at the door. And at this time, like everyone's kind of like shaking. I stand up and I yell, I call the police and they're on their way. Huh. Classic, uh, Kevin McAllister, of course, you would draw from the <laughs> right? Home Alone book. I, I didn't know what to do. Yeah, like, yeah. I really should have called the police, but I didn't. And no more knocks. The knocking went away. We waited for a little bit. After a little while, I mustered up enough of the courage and looked out the window, and I saw a car pulling in. And I recognized this car. It was one of my friend's cars. So we started turning all the lights back on. We started unlocking the front door so our friends could get in. We told them, like, everything that happened and thankfully this group of friends that showed up was mostly guys so we were like fuck it let's go around the house and see if we can find him we were outside for probably 30 or so minutes looking for this guy didn't see anything i didn't see like a car leave or anything like that it was really really frightening like he was there and he was gone did you say this was new year's yep new year's eve yep yep and then we just never saw him again Ever. Like, even when I went back to that store to get groceries and stuff, never saw him again. What, what store was it? Did you mention that? It's a high V, okay. which is a, a local place. But, but yeah, it is insane. It scared everybody. We did not really have a good good New Year's Eve at all <laughs> because everyone was, like, on high alert. Yeah. Waiting for this guy to return. It was rough. Well, it now, rough. you know, now I'm, now I'm trying to stack your stories up here <laughs> see what's what. One of these are which is true. Facetious. Which is a lie. Mm. Well, what's your last story to kind of wrap this up? Well, that was a good one. I mean, it's it borderlines between the true life thing and, and the paranormal thing because you didn't see where he went after and stuff like yes, that. Yes, that was the freakiest part. So this is this is a very bizarre story. And uh, before I start, I would like to say that what happens during the events that I'm going to tell is, is, is creepy within itself. But what happened after 
is a little bit creepier. So hang in there uh, because okay. of the, the following days and weeks and months and even years, you know, with this story have the extra sting to it. Okay. So, oh, the story is called um, The Story of the Time <laughs> uh, I Went Into a Haunted Mansion and Possibly okay. Skipped Time and Space. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm already on board with this. All right. Uh, that's a, ba- a bad title, but I-, I didn't know we were titling them, so I'm titling <laughs> them the plot. Uh, I like it. Anyway, so this this is another one where I was uh, – Hanging out with good friend Rob and a big thing, a big thing here in New Jersey is there's a publication called Weird New Jersey and um, for those of you unfamiliar it's it's a, it's a great publication it's a great magazine that's been running for decades essentially these folks outlining all the potential haunted places and. Interesting Don't about sites the New Jersey Devil in New Jersey. Uh, they'll touch on the New Jersey Devil, but like okay. there, there's there's way more creepy shit here in the state. Uh, and they all they highlight it. They go there. They outline it. So okay, a lot of a lot of people would read these magazines and then they would go to these places. Um, but just just so that's like kind of an activity here in the state for teenagers is like you got, you want to do some weird New Jersey stuff and if you're from New Jersey you know what that means that means you're going to go to some haunted location you heard about or some supposed haunted location you heard about gotcha. or something like that um so this one we did not read from weird New Jersey this was just something that uh one of us had known about and it was a uh it was essentially this mansion isolated in the woods surrounded by about two miles of woods in any direction so if you can imagine you know a four mile square of woods you know four mile uh in radius uh whatever however you describe that so the mansion is like in the center of the mansion is in the center so no matter which way you come you have to walk two miles through woods and then hop over a fence to get to it. And then there's... An, Damn, so it's pretty deep. Yeah. Pretty deep in the woods. Okay. Yeah, so it's easy to get lost on your way there. And... But we go for it, you know? And we're walking. We're climbing through the woods. Shuffling through the woods. It's just Robbie and I. And it is... Uh, I don't know, probably like 2 a.m. You do this shit really late so you don't get in trouble. Right. And uh, <laughs> we finally do... Uh, you know, there was a lot of moments where I thought that we... Uh, we're lost and never going to find our way through, but we did. We found the fence. And uh, once you get to the fence, you hop over it and there's a clearing of woods. It's just like totally nothing, just flat grass. And in the center, there is this mansion, but it's 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 not your typical storybook haunted mansion that looks like a castle or anything. It actually looks weirdly um, modern. And uh, it is actually made of mostly glass. All of the walls are this thick black glass. And when you're the inside, you could see outside. But from the outside, you can't see in through the glass. Okay. Um, So we walk in and uh, there's a garage. There's actually like a basement garage. And that door is open. That's how we get in. We just walk down this ramp and then we're in. And we're exploring this place and it's so strange. And you could tell we're not the only people that have been there. There's graffiti. Sure. Um, there's graffiti. There's beer 
cans and beer boxes and stuff. Yeah, you, you, apparently teenagers like fucking like doing haunted that. mansions. Yeah, I don't yeah, know why. yeah, yeah. Um, so, but we're exploring, and there's no one else there that we could tell. You know, there's no voices or anything. And then we're walking, going from room to room. We're just kind of like we don't. Even, we're not even taking pictures. We're just like exploring and. We're turning on faucets and seeing what works and what doesn't. And there's actually an indoor pool in the basement. Then all wow. the water has has run out. And uh, we're going and we're going to this room and it and there's like still like furniture in some rooms and stuff like that. And and some of the power still works. Some of the electricity huh. still goes on. And we're walking and I'm I'm starting to as we get to the center of this mansion, the rooms are getting smaller. So like you know. Whereas it would take Willy Wonka, not 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 smaller. <laughs> like you have to shrink down, but like okay. the room itself is smaller, like a smaller oh, the room. size. I see. Yeah. Okay. So you know, it would take a, like a minute to get from one room to the other. But then by the time we're in the center of this mansion, it's only like it's there are like closet sized rooms and tiny bathroom sized rooms and stuff. Strange. And I'm starting to make note in my head as, and it hasn't been happening the whole time, but I'm starting to make note in my head as we walk through this abandoned glass mansion that um, every time we walk into a new room, I I hear some clanging and stuff in the room behind us that we just left from. Like someone's in there and walking around and shuffling and moving some stuff around. It's always behind you. Yeah, it's always one room behind us. And I'm not really saying anything because I don't want to be the guy who brings the mood down. We're just exploring, whatever. And then it's starting to get... Sure. After like the third or fourth time that we go into a room and I hear something... In the other room behind us, I'm finally turned to him and I, to my buddy Rob, and I say, um, hey, man, I, I've been hearing stuff behind us. Have you? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, have you been hearing it like for the past like four or five rooms? He's like, yeah. Shit. I'm like, okay, let's get the fuck out of here. And then. Because you don't know if maybe somebody is actually in there. Yeah. Messing like with it, you guys. You know, when you say a abandoned mansion, you know, obviously, oh, it's a good. There might have been like a, a homeless guy in there, you know, yeah. uh, and and. By all accounts now, he is walking behind us and, and following us. Through, That's terrifying. Through, through, we, we haven't seen him, but there's absolutely somebody following us through this house. They're one room behind us the whole time. I mean, you know, paranormal aside, there was like they had to start being careful with this Weird New Jersey magazine. And again, we didn't get this from Weird New Jersey. Um, I'll, I'll tell you. Well, at the end of the story, I'll tell you where we found this. But okay. they had to start being careful with these weird New Jersey locations because people would get these magazines, they would find these locations, and they would go with, like, guns and just wait for teens to show up and rob them. Oh, my God. You know? That's that's terrible. That's even more terrifying than the paranormal. Exactly. So, like, now I'm like, it's either a bum, a guy who wants to rob us, or a, a ghost. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's, either way, you got to get the fuck out so of there. Start, so <laughs> we start, like, walking – like swiftly, not running, we're just swiftly lock, walking and then we get to the next room. But as we're slowly speeding up, the the whatever's behind us is speeding up too. <gasps> no. So we're we're walking quicker and quicker to get to the next rooms and whatever's behind us, whoever is behind us is catches up, no up. is Ugh. is aware to the fact that we're starting to run and is starting to run themselves. It's intelligent. Yeah. Jesus. So now we're like we're fully booking it. We're going like as fast as we could both run, and uh, I get you know we finally make it back. You kind of have to circle the whole inside of the mansion. It runs like a circle, and we finally get out. And 
my heart is fucking beating and the, and the whatever's behind us is, is doing a great job of keeping up with us. Ugh. And uh, we finally break out of the uh, opening of the driveway that we, you know, came into and we just kind of keep running until I don't look back. And then we're in like the middle of the field, almost back to the woods. And I look back and I just, I, I just see a shadow of the figure. Really? Where? Like how far away from you? He or she or it or whatever stopped once we broke out from the, the basement out the driveway. So he's at like the threshold. So he was he was standing. I couldn't make him out because he was a silhouette because he was standing in the light at the end of the, you know, where the driveway goes down under into the basement of the house. He was standing there and I couldn't make it out. But, but it looked were, more of like a figure, not like a human. No, no, it was it it was the figure of a person, but it was a silhouette. I couldn't make anything out okay. and I didn't want to stop running. And we kept running <sighs> and we hopped the fence, kept running through the woods, got to our car. Now... There's that, which I think is scary and interesting in itself. But the real scary and interesting part is what happens here, which is we're telling this story the next day, just like I just did to you. And they go, and whoever we were telling this to goes, was this in weird New Jersey? And we're like, no. And like, oh, where'd you hear of it? And we're like, I said, oh, uh, Rob knew about it. And he and Rob goes to me like, no, you knew about it. It was your idea. Huh? And to this day, 15 years later, I swear that he knew about it. And, and he was the one that got us there. And he swears that I knew about it. And I was the one that got us there. Are you sure it's just not Rob fucking with you? It could be. It, it could be. Okay. But Still, that's he, terrible. He swears. No, no. He's, I mean, for what it's worth, he swears that he doesn't know. Neither of us know how we got there. And we haven't been able to find the place online. We've Googled it to hell and back. I've actually met the weird New Jersey guys at horror conventions who know everything about all the scary places in the state. I've described it to them. They don't know about it. They've never heard of it. And I've, yeah. So by all accounts, we don't know how we got there. We don't know how we heard about it. And nobody else seems to know about this place or we can't, we can't find anything online about it. That is like some creepy pasta shit. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. So for context of the story, he could be fucking with me. But he I could I, be. I don't think so because I know him. I mean, and, keeping keeping up that lie for this long, yeah, that's yeah. that's I don't know, that's a bit much. I don't I don't know. I don't know Rob that well, but I don't think he would keep up on that lie yeah. for this long, at least cracking and telling yeah, like the truth. Years that's now, crazy. Man. Yeah. That's wild. Well, the thing is, too, like, I don't even remember the town it was in. Even if I thought that he was messing with me, I don't remember, like, the exit off the parkway and stuff like that. Like, I was totally in a fog. I I don't remember it at all. I don't remember how we got there. I mean, trauma does a lot to the the memory. Yeah. But but I don't know. Even that scary of an event, I I figured you remember at least where you parked or something like how I got there. That is, that's just creepy. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I think I know which one is the lie here. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, let's, let's track back. So let's, okay. Do you want to start with yours? Sure. Sure. Um, so I had the tale of the glowing headstone, okay. the tale of the grocery store abduction mm-hmm. and the tale of the new year's creep. Can you mm-hmm. figure out which one's the lie? The only one, the uh, your glowing headstone story is the only one that has some uh, paranormal, you know, leanings. 
Yes. Um, the other ones are more about abductions and creepy people that you've uh, you've brought up. So, you know, my instinct would to say that that's the one that's a lie. However, I do not think that that one is the lie. Um, I think that the New Year's creep is the lie. Huh. Why do you say that? It was the story. <laughs> no, I was going to say, well, hey, man, you made the story <laughs> you hanging out with a bunch of babes. So... <laughs> That's got to be the lie. No, no, no. Uh, no, I just think it was your cadence in the story as you were telling it. The, the the way you delivered the story sounded slightly different than the ones that you – the two prior, the one about the headstone and the and the one about the, the creepy Walmart one, Walmart guy. Huh. So Interesting. I, I, you, you got some psychology background, don't you? So I think just, <laughs> just based on not the context of the story, just based on dialogue – and cadence and delivery. I am going to guess that the New Year's creep, the case of the New Year's creep, is the lie. You are correct, sir. It is a lie. Wow. It is a lie. I should be a detective. That was pretty impressive. You did some really good detective work there. So what do you think is the deal with the headstone? Well, a couple things. First, uh, the case of the New Year's creep did happen but not to me. It actually happened to one of my friends in college. And this is kind of where I stole the story from. So, I mean, she was kind of known to lie sometimes, but I heard it from other friends that were there. that are are very credible. So very creepy, very strange story. But I think with the case of the glowing headstone, looking back on it, I remember it being kind of a bright night. Like it had to have been a full moon. So I think the full moon glaring onto this headstone, which was like, pretty i don't know what they put on stones to make it really shiny but i think it's like a lacquer or something there's something like that Uh, i think the full moon like the rays from the full moon was just hitting off the headstone Mm -hmm. the right way for it to to really glow i think that's the cause of the glowing headstone but it did freak us out it it really freaked us out well let's put it this way it had to be one it was one of three things uh uh-huh it was either haunted it was a guy keeping up a local legend like the hooker man. He was secretly shining yes. a light on it anytime he saw kids' knuckleheads going up to it. Or the full moon was hitting it in the right angle. That's 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 got to be the, th- the three things. There you go. Again, with your detective work. Yeah. Well, we want to know if the listener uh, got it right. I want to know if the listener picked the lie out of the three stories I told. But now it is your turn, J-Dog. All right. Pumpkinman. Uh, this is uh, Gary Pumpkinman from the law offices of Pumpkinman and Pumpkinman. And yep. my stories were uh, the ghosts that haunt my parents' house, uh-huh. um, the UFO I saw in fourth grade, and the glass haunted mansion that uh, we have no memory <laughs> of getting to or coming from or – not affiliated with Disney. Not yes, um, <laughs> no different haunted mansion. Yeah, uh, this is actually pretty hard. All your stories were very convincing, um, especially the first one about the the ghosts that haunted your parents' house. Like that, legitimately gave me goosebumps with every story you told. And if I remember right, I believe you told a portion of this story on a very old episode of the Forever Bogus podcast. So it's very possible. I think this one is legitimate. It's it's a true story, correct? That's true, yeah. All of the, uh, you know, paranormal or, or, or what, whether you believe it, all of those stories are true. We did smell cigars and we did hear, find out from a Scott's grandmother that a little man always smoked cigars, lived in the house. We found a photograph of him in the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, and my uncle and cousins have... 
seeing the glowing man and uh, the the fan in my sister's room goes on. That's all true. Uh, I don't know wow. if it's a ghost or not, but it's all true. Maybe you should investigate that. Maybe you should, uh, you know, get enough courage to go out there and get an EVP or something. Electronic voice phenomenon. <laughs> Thanks, Zach Baggins. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the other two are kind of hard to choose from. I can't really pick the truth or the lie. So I have 50-50 chance here. Uh, I feel like if you really encountered a UFO, you'd be talking about that a little more often. And typically when people see UFOs, they have more stories of seeing other UFOs. So that's true. Uh, I'm not for sure. But and then the mansion one, it feels so real, but kind of doing some detective work. It almost seems a little fabricated just because of the amount of information you had in the story. Right. And like even afterwards, like the follow up story to it and like how Rob is keeping this lie from you for so many years. I don't know. It's kind of hard to to believe, but or 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 he doesn't remember, you know, or he, he doesn't remember. It could be yeah. could be true. I want to say that the glass mansion is true and the UFO is false. Wow, you're right. You got it. Yes. Yeah. All right. I, I, yes. uh, I did not see a UFO in fourth grade. I wish I did. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, I really want some proof that we're us fucking assholes are not the only living thing in this in this black <laughs> infinite abyss. This glass mansion. I can't I can't believe that the Kardashians are the only things that exist in this black infinite abyss of the universe. I, Maybe they're aliens. Mm. Maybe oh, yeah, that's, that's true. what's going on. She is shaped like the guys in Men in Black, the ones that look like the roaches. Or um, that that lady alien from Mars Attacks, the, the true. movie. Yeah, 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 true. <laughs> Kim Kardashian right there. But yes, uh, so I did not see a UFO, and uh, the, the Glass Mansion story is true. Oh, my God. I, I do not know how we got there. He swears he does not know how we got there. Well, we know how we drove there, but we just don't – neither of us remember – You know where it's at, where it's located. We don't remember where it's located, and we also don't remember who got the idea to go there and – we can't find anything online about who it. Who drove? Do you remember who drove that night? Um, probably me. Okay. It's been a while. But yeah, that was probably my, my driving. Well, I'm going to call Rob out. I think we should get him on the show. Yeah. We'll plug him up to like a liar detector. And uh, and we'll just see. We'll see live on the air if he's telling the truth or not. Yeah, I, you know. We'll solve this case. This 15-year-long case. Yeah, this, is, this has been <laughs> a long time coming. And, uh, you know, the, the thing that adds to it, you know, regardless of whether I, I for real, I, I truly do not believe that he's uh, holding up a prank against me because I'm pretty good at catching that when it's happening. But uh, even if he is, there's nothing about this place online. And even the guys from weird New Jersey who it's their career to know about these places, they don't know about it. Um, huh. So, yeah, I don't know. Once in a lifetime experience, dude. And you have such a great story. To tell. I would have been terrified in the moment. Any story I have, I, I try to never say is only paranormal and that's the only option. You know, there, we could have been scared of, of being running from a homeless guy that was going to kill us or – Which is equally as terrifying. Who was waiting there to rob us, somebody, you know what I mean? So we, we could have had our, our minds fogged. But there is that still little blank piece there about not knowing how we got there or who had the idea to go there in the first place. Well, there you have it, bogus listeners. Six terrifying tales that did or did not happen. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that and figured out which one was the lie. And uh, we would love to hear some stories from you guys. So if you guys happen to have a paranormal 
story or a story about a creepy guy following you, please send it to us on our Instagram, like DM us or send it to forever.bogus.forever at gmail.com. If we have uh, some free time, you may uh, read those stories on uh, another episode of the Forever Bogus Half Halloween podcast. That's right. And, I, and I'd also like to mention that if you were a loved one has been diagnosed with mesotheliomia as a uh-huh. result of dealing with paranormal <laughs> ghosts, Please contact the Office of Pumpkin Men and Pumpkin Men Attorney at Law. You might be entitled to financial compensation. I, I've already sent you an email regarding my taxes, mm-hmm. so I hope we get that resolved pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. We've actually – our CPA has gone bankrupt. We're doing mostly paranormal <laughs> law cases these days. Is that a movie? If not, you should direct that. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Well, for the remainder of the Forever Boogas Have Halloween podcast, we uh, are going to have a special guest, actually two special guests from a sister podcast of ours, to come in to talk about snick or treat. Mm-hmm. Will it be a snick or will it be a, will it be a treat? It's just like fact or fiction. Right. <laughs> and then uh, we're going to be wrapping up the season. We're already down to the last few episodes of the season. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a long time, man. It has been. But don't you worry, because we're going to keep you entertained during the summer. We'll probably take like a, a month or two hiatus. And uh, within those two months, uh, we'll be premiering the bogus Summer of Pilots, where it's just like a, a spinoff. Not really necessarily a spinoff. It's just like a new podcast idea I've had for quite a while in the pipeline, but never released it. So I think it's a perfect opportunity to do that. Yeah. Everybody needs a break, you know? Yes. Even us. Even the bogus boys. Even the bogus boys. You know who doesn't take a break? Hulk Hogan. He doesn't? Well, he's been taking a break since like 1996, but before that, he did not take a break. <laughs> he didn't. Uh, even filming uh, his famous reality TV show. You never seen him sitting. He was. He did not take a break. <laughs> but that's why you need to take a break, so you don't accidentally leak a sex tape. And- yeah, you, you never know. Or fall in love with your daughter. Anyway. Yeah, that's fucking uh, <laughs> Thank you, guys for tuning in to this episode of the Forever Boogus Half Halloween Podcast. Until next time, always remember to be kind. Rewind. And we'll all stay spooky.